everyone, welcome to another episode of the show. We're very honored to have Donna Malaver to speak with us today. And without further ado, let's get into it. Could you briefly introduce yourself? My name is Donna Malaver.、Um, I am currently based in multiple places, but I grew up for the most part in Tel Aviv and somewhat in the United States. And I do、uh, multidisciplinary art. I want to open up this interview by asking you to engage in this mind game.、Um, so, if you can have five things to consist your life, what things would you choose? Well, I my, one of the things that I dislike the most is、uh, false dichotomies. So, if you can have this, you can't have this, for example, and. I don't think that's necessarily true, but it's a nice mind game. Five things.、Um, well, you know, I'm the kind of person that if it, I get three wishes from a genie, my first wish is going to be more wishes. But、um, I, th- I think energy is important. Self-sustaining energy, maybe the ability to create my own energy constantly. I'd like a thing that I can work with with my hands, whether it's a garden or a wood shop or something. But I think I would prefer for it to be outside, something for my mind. So maybe a bookcase filled with diverse writings.、Um, as much as studying photography has made me mad at photography, I'd like to have a camera. Nothing too fancy, like a small thirty-five millimeter, one twenty millimeter, and of course the ability to process and scan. And I think a good memory to remember that, to remember moments of happiness, and to remember that sadness passes. That is really beautiful. I think it leads to these questions of: Are there moments in life where、um, it serves as an inspiration or an encouraging force for you to create art, or just any ordinary moments that move you deeply?、Uh, in the last year or so, I've really been thinking about how one in general and how I define art. And I'm not sure there's one particular answer, and I definitely change my mind quite often.、Um, But since I don't have a definite idea of what art is,、uh, I guess I don't have a definite idea of what it is not. I can talk about moments that move me a lot, especially in the process of being creative.、Uh, I love working with other people, so almost all of my projects that I've done recently, especially video, which is in itself just naturally a collaborative medium,、um, I've worked with、uh, teams that have become bigger and bigger. And they truly make the project. Every now and then, if I'm on a set or in the studio, and I look to my side and I see somebody working towards this one idea, even if it's an abstract idea, I get really excited by that. I get excited by different signs of life, whether it's looking at baby shrimp in my、uh, most recent project, where we were out shooting in Kentucky, or if it's Seeing how little peppers sprout every morning when I wake up—that just excites me to my very core. Yeah, I love those answers. I think they are grounded in connection. 
as well as life and energy. Um, I guess could you share about your life philosophy, or is there a philosophy that influences how you think about the world? I think I've been listening to philosophical theory a little too much, <laughs>、um, and have been living in a headspace rather than in the present. And since this podcast has to do with art making, and I think contemporary art. Really has dedicated itself to theory. I think it's important to ground ourselves in the physical space and regarding our body and regarding other bodies, and so that's what I'm trying to do. And maybe that in itself is a philosophical th- theory. I would say I'm trying to generally find balance, as well as be attentive to not dwell too much on future, past, what could be. But just pay attention to what's in front of me. You talked about have been living in the headspace, and I'm wondering, like, what are the things that you ponder upon on a daily basis?、Uh, panic, generally,、um, anxiety, whether it's in really practical things like a project that I'm working on, or just existential dread. That's usually on my mind. But I also I fantasize a lot. I create stories in my head, which I guess is kind of the opposite of what I was saying about being present. But I think about a lot of things and simultaneously,、um, which is probably why the projects I've worked on have been trying to make connections between things that aren't aren't connected at first or aren't apparently related. Because that's kind of how my brain works. Things from different realms appear at the same time. I think that's why I like dreams a lot because they don't conform to our idea of what things are connected and what things are distinct. Is there anything you are trying to battle against in terms of how the society operates? <laughs> oh my god!、Um, yeah, I definitely have a fighting spirit and would love to take down the capitalist axiomatic existence.、Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't like you know coming back to the definition of art. I don't like that the definition of art has been hijacked by what we call the art world.、Um, it seems to be that there are only. Sp- Specific ways to make art to be an artist, which is why even in the beginning I hesitated to call myself an artist because according to our collective definition, I'm I don't know if I am one nor do I know if I want to be one. It bothers me that in a world that pretends to be more open and fluid in definitions, certain things are very stagnant. And it's not just in the definition of art; it's in how we consider economic structures to be, how we consider communication to be. And I think one of the reasons I truly love community and art making is because I think coming together, or I know coming together, is the only way to change things in the world.、Um, you can't do things alone, no matter how amazing you are. Yeah, it bothers me. False dichotomies bother me, where somebody poses something as a fact, 
when it's a question or an ideology. I have a professor I really love who always talks about the five-paragraph essay, right? Like an introduction, there's a point, counterpoint, example, or whatever, and then outro. And he says, you know, when you learn writing in this way, it creates a false idea of what an essay looks like. And so the essays that we write for him, as an example, are one paragraph long. And they're tedious to write, but they make you think in a different way. And you draw more connections. And I think the world we live in asks us to write five-paragraph essays all the time. And so our mind develops in a five-paragraph way. So a lot of things bother me. God, I could fill an entire podcast with things that bother me. So what do you do against it? Um, How do you try to change the things that bother you? I'm a true believer in conversation. I think... People say that, you know, people that there's too much talk and not enough action, but I think talking is action, especially talking to people who have a different opinion from you um, or aren't aware that there's another opinion. And the same goes for me. I mean, conversations, especially ones that I left really upset years later, they come back and they change my mind. You know, somebody plants a seed and something will grow. And in a way, I'd say the projects that I've made have been a way to have conversations with people, whether it's people I've interviewed for documentary footage or partners I've had in performance when we talk with our body or talk in words before or after, uh, as well as in installation where people come and experience the work and there is room for conversation, whether it be with the artist or with other people there. I would probably say that's the top way in which I try to combat the things that bother me. And I'm sure it's not enough. But right now, that's what I'm doing. And ask me again in a year, and I'll tell you something different. So how do you see yourself as an artist in the future? And maybe not related to the corona situation here. Well, I can't say it's not related, because I... So before this happened, I wasn't sure how I fit into the art world because after working in galleries and museums and visiting galleries and museums, I realized that there's something about it that feels fake to me and I cannot bear to fake it till I make it. I don't know if that's a life worth living for me. But I do think uh, this shift in the world that happened now which is absolutely awful is also an opportunity for those who were on the sidelines or those who wanted something different to come up and create something new a lot of beautiful things have come from traumatic experiences and collective trauma and so this is fertile ground so in a year I don't know probably just trying to still figure it out. Um, Right now, I think like many people around me, I'm not sure where I'll live. I'm not sure what my source of income will be. Um, I hope I will have both. Um, But I want to meet more people and tighten connections I already have and see more work that excites me and create things on my own and not wait for somebody to come and say, you know, you're right, the art world sucks. Let's create something new. Take all my money. Like... So I don't know if it's in a year from now, but at some point I want to create something new. I want to create a space with other people 
Every day I have new ideas for things that can happen in this space. And it's going to happen, and I don't know what form it will take. I mean, for all I know, it could be, you know, a farm where every now and then we do a variety show, and it's kind of like Bauhaus, but not because it's going to be 2025, and I don't know, the world is going to be on fire, but but that kind of brings me back to both being present now and taking everything in and continuing to fantasize. That's a great note to end on for this podcast. And I want to thank Tom Clodome for helping with the recording and contributing to the last two questions that really pushed the podcast into more meaningful conversations. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And you can check out Donna's work at donnamalover.com.